everyone, and welcome to the ZK Techo USA podcast, the podcast where we discuss all things access control and access control related. I am your host and face of ZK Techo USA, Joe Fried, and today I'm joined by my very special guest, our Florida representative, John Michelli. John, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. So, John, before you, uh, listeners of this podcast might know that I usually start with how did you get into the security industry, but you have a pretty interesting uh, backstory that has to do with the music industry. So, you uh, are from New Jersey originally, correct? And the ZK Techo USA, yeah. Um, Just like we are. Yeah, I started out um, as a kid. I, I was a songwriter and bass player. I played in a few bands like Sinister Charm and Blade. Um, chased my rock and roll dreams for quite a while. Um, played some larger venues, had a, you know, did a lot of recordings. Um, music will always be a passion, but there hits a point where, you know, the real world kicks in and children kick in. So I kind of evolved beyond it. I was just talking to my old singer, guitar player the other night, and my son who now teaches music. Uh, we were talking about that and I sent him some uh, recordings that Justin's doing some studio work. And we were talking about the good old days, so it was quite a quite a road to here, you know. So, what years was this? I mean, what years? Well, now you're dating me here. Now you're dating me. Were you were you a, uh, <laughs> a long haired heavy metal rocker? Yes, I was from the eighties. Well, we would we like to call it commercial hard rock at the time. Okay. Um, we started off in um, toward you know I guess it was towards the uh, end of the eighties and into the nineties and. It was, it was a good time back then, man. It was a different time. New Jersey, of course, was, you know, we had this little phenomenon called Bon Jovi come out at the time, and uh, it kind of put New Jersey on the map. Of course, we had Bruce Springsteen and all, and Frank Sinatra, and not a lot of people think about Frankie, but he's probably the original New Jersey uh, rock star. And um, it was a great time to be alive, to be young, to be chasing dreams. Um, and... It was just, it was a very special time. So how did your career as a rock and roll superstar parlay <laughs> off into, into becoming into security? A into a rep? Okay. Hey. Um, actually, it's kind of a funny, bumpy road on that one. So I was driving a tractor trailer and doing rock shows. And I... Um, I worked, you know, and we, uh, we were doing, we would bring a lot of the stuff to uh, shows from the port of New Jersey, Port Newark. And from there, I kind of fell into the security side. So I was the guy catching people, crowd surfing, you're trying to get up on the stage. And from there, so the security end, it was just kind of a natural evolution to fall into security side. And then we started repping security-based uh, items. So I guess here I am now. How would you really characterize the role of a manufacturer? What does it entail? What do you, what do you need to it's look wearing, out for? It's wearing a lot of hats all at once. Um, I like to call it, I, I, I'm there to be a bridge for the manufacturer, for the distributors, for the customers. I kind of meet all their needs, try and find a solution that works for everybody. Um, Obviously, today we were here doing a training up here in Jacksonville, Florida. We just did have a good Mexican lunch, by the way. And that came from a distributor mentioned to a customer when they were talking. The relationship I built with the distributor, he goes, well, you should call them about doing a training. I reached out to ZK Techo. We arranged for a series of trainings. And it's helping everyone. 
So it's kind of like being that bridge to a more successful tomorrow. And what sort of considerations does a manufacturer have? Does a manufacturer rep have when choosing which lines to represent? Do you look for synergy? What do you look for? Well, we obviously everyone's different on that. You can't give a cookie cutter answer. Some guys, when you're just starting, you might be apt to take take anything really because you're just starting. You're trying to make a paycheck. But as you evolve, and what we've always done is we look for products that are going to complement other products. We're looking for products that are quality because if I have one bad line, well, you know, next time I go in there, hey, you got to check this out. They're like, yeah, I, try, I tried that last thing you told me and it didn't work so well. So we try to find things that are going to be a positive reflection upon us and that ultimately that we can help. I mean, there's people that have approached me about some a varied amount of lines and some of it's like I really don't see how I can help you with this because you know I, I can't I can't sell an all beef patty to a vegan that's a good analogy yeah, so you know that's so what we try that's one of the things we try to find something that we ultimately that we can be positive to once again to everyone involved that I can give a positive outcome to the manufacturer to the distributor to the integrator and ultimately to the client because you know the or the end user because if not there's really not much that we can if not so if we have to be able to give each one of those a strong a strong experience because if not it's not going to last and how long have you been representing zk techo oh at times it feels like 37 years uh, at times it feels like 37 seconds it's been a couple of years now um we had we had had another access control line in the beginning, but I know that we you know we were talking to Larry Reed about about this when an opportunity came up, and I would say it's been several years now that we've been uh, representing ZK. And in terms of the access control market, how has that changed in, in recent years? How has it changed even over over many years? Well, access control itself obviously has changed. Um, we're becoming more open to biometrics. Like one of the things here, like at our training today, somebody goes, well, I access my cell phone by facial recognition. You know, only a few years ago, you'd be like, what kind of weird devil magic is that? Um, now it's becoming more commonplace. And what security, what security needs, and what I've always emphasized with people is that we need to provide modern day solutions and we can't protect everyone 100%, but we can put as many steps involved that are going to protect people, protect property as we can. And biometrics and access control as a whole, you know, people can't cling to keys anymore when keys are yesterday. You know, one of the things we did, in fact, with CK Techo, when we talked to the cruise ship industry, I compared it to a picture of the Titanic with a modern cruise ship behind it. And the modern cruise ship just dwarfed what was once the Titanic was, you know, the ultimate cruise ship experience. And now it looked like a tugboat pulling a big ship. Right. That's, it's really true. So somebody who's new to access control who might be looking to install a system for, let's say, their office, what sort of features uh, should they look for? You mentioned biometrics before and how prevalent that's become. What else do you see kind of mold the industry? Well, that's something here that we need as the integrator, as the rep, as the, not so much the distributor or the manufacturer, but more so for the integrator 
And that's where we come into. Let's meet a solution that they need. I mean, if you listen to people, they're going to tell you what they need. They might not know what they need. Um, they can come up and say, well, I want this. And then, you know, first off, a lot of people get weirded out thinking it's going to be a lot of money or, you know, that it's, you know, very high end when it's really not. And so if you listen to people, they're going to tell you what you need and you can give them the best solution. You don't want to have somebody have a, you know, insanely overpriced system for what they need. If we give them what they, you know, we need to meet their, you know, we meet, we need to provide a solution for the problem they're having. And I've always found one of the things unique about access control is that it can really be the bedrock of a security system. It could be integrated with cameras, it could be integrated with alarms, it could be integrated with fire. It really is the basis where other systems can be built upon, and I don't think a lot of people recognize that. Exactly. I mean, it's, once again, the security industry has evolved so much where it's just not beyond, my father had a gas station. I remember we had to put security cameras in there and you could see like little shadows of gray on the screen and you could kind of see that they were human-like. Um, and today we have gone so far beyond it. And once again, going back to that, you don't have to carry 10 pounds of keys with you anymore. Um, you don't have to re-key locks if somebody leaves. It's now just a hit of a delete button. It's the industry as a whole. And, and what we're demand, the demands of the industry now is we need to tie everything into one single solution. If you go to ISC West, which is one of the big security shows, you see where the, where the industry is heading. And last year, I think a lot of it was home automation, which is really just automation. And so we're looking into a singular package instead of having to go, well, access control, here's, you know, here's door one, security cameras, door two, you know, uh, lighting door three. They want something where, hey, let's click open door and there's going to be all the, everything right there for us. One platform to manage everything, yeah. fire, and that's radio, where it's access going. control. Absolutely. And access control is obviously one of the, is one of the needs. I mean, that's, it's something that a lot of people have been, I don't want to say hesitant into using, but it's been one of the slower growths in, in the smaller commercial, you know, smaller commercial jobs, residential. People are a lot less apt to use it. But if you think about it, even your residential, a lot of people are already using their own form of access control. I don't carry house keys anymore. And no, I don't have an access control system, but I use my garage door opener for almost everything. I punch in the code. There's no difference from from having a system in there then that has it. So we're getting more comfortable moving away from the standards of what we always expected. We don't carry house keys anymore. We're not gonna carry work keys soon enough. So yeah, it's moving forward like that. And I made the analogy today during the training class, it's almost like GPS in your car. You know, nobody can imagine going back to a time before GPS, not that we all have GPS. And I don't think that once, I think that once somebody has an access control system and go back and check reports and see logs and see all the transactions, you're not going to want to give that up. You're not going to want to go back to just the lock and key where you don't know who's coming, who's going, who actually opened the door. It, it just seems so primitive now to go back to just well, a single that, system like not that. Not only that, even when you look at that, okay, the lock and key, the lock and key, you know, you can, the key can't deny you access at certain times. Now we can tell a cleaning crew that they can be in from, you know, at a hotel from 11 o'clock to three o'clock. But the rest of the time, they don't have access to that. 
We can't tell a construction team, come in and okay, well, you have these keys for two weeks. We can't do that anymore. Well, we can't do, we, we can now do that. We could never do that with keys prior to that. And that's, and that's a huge step because, you know, once again, we're now taking one more step of control. We're putting one more barrier up in how we're going to provide security for life, for property, for everything. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to break into the industry, either as an integrator or maybe a manufacturer or maybe just a distributor salesperson? What would you say to that person? Well, for each one, I guess there's a slight, well, for the integrator, I think there is a difference. It's, um, I guess, honestly, the first step now is, you know, get your education for it. Um, once again, it's a changing world. People, you know, used to go and work for somebody and they learned how to do it. Now, a lot of times there's testing that's involved in it and certifications and all. Um, the best thing, though, is apply yourself. You have to learn. You can't, you just can't walk in and expect to start at the top. Once again, it goes back to what makes you help pick a line. When you're starting out, you might be a little more open to it. And then you get picky as you become more successful and get more lines and get more people talking to you. Um, you can't start at the top with anything. You have to give yourself a firm bedrock or a foundation and that's really the best way if you want to go work for a distributor weigh your options try to find a reputable company and start off and apply yourself because it's really easy to say well i'm doing this good enough well don't you want to do better and you owe it to your customers we've become a lot more demanding okay we're doing podcasts now we're doing you know, um, everyone, social media has opened the world up to a lot of things. Um, it's never been easier to learn about any it's industry. It's never been easier to learn about it. But podcasts. it's also showing you, it's also showing the good and the bad with it. I mean, we have things go viral when, you know, showing good things. Well, a, you know, a review now, it's like that old Krell commercial. I told two friends and so on and so on and so on. Well, social media, you're not just telling two friends anymore, you're telling the world. So you want to make sure that you're given the best product that you can and you're doing the best job you can. And the world's just demanding more from everyone. And that's a good thing. Okay. Uh, absolutely. So, John, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, how can people contact you? Well, you can contact ISM Southeast. My email is johnm at ism-se.com. We can help you with a lot of your needs. You can go on www.ism-se.com for our full line card. We feature a lot of things in the uh, life safety you know, division, and that's where we are. And what uh, areas do you represent? Uh, we're throughout the southeast with ZK Teco. We represent uh, Florida and Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. Um, if you go on our line card, you can always see, you can call me for anything. I'm one of the principals of the company, so I can help you wherever you are in, in my designated area. Sounds excellent. John, thanks so much for joining me. Hopefully the listener found it informative and, and useful, and we hope to see you next time. I take care. Thank you.